Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business. I want to start with something that you should really, really know about me. And you might already know this, and you may have discovered this over the years. Or if you ever attended one of my yoga classes, you definitely witnessed this about me. While I am fantastic at telling great stories, I cannot, if my life depended on it, I cannot tell a joke. If I stop right now, I actually can only think of one joke in my head right now. And I'm pretty sure I got this uh, lovely quality from my dad. He was great at telling stories, but he was notorious for muddling up his jokes. And the truth is, when he did tell a joke, we loved it, not because of the joke, but because we were more entertained at how he told the joke or how he didn't tell the joke. He would start with the punchline. He would tell it, you know, in the wrong order. He would get it wrong. It was just absolutely priceless. And so I'm pretty clear that I inherited this from him. Now, I remember as a kid, I used to love one of my favorite things in the summers was to go up to the library and take out a bunch of books. And I remember one book that I used to take out all the time. And yes, this strange habit of rereading books probably started at a very young age. I still do this to this day. But maybe it was because my small town little library only had like 100 books in it or something ridiculous. It was a really, really limited variety for kids. And I'm not sure what the count was, but Anyways, I look at this book in my head. I can still see it. It was lime green, and it was oversized. It was really, really big, and it had a thick cover. It was all tattered around the corners. And it was the big book of joke and riddles. And I would go through this book, and I would memorize jokes or riddles, and then I would test them out on people to see how funny they were. And I think I was too young back then to really know that the bulk or the true talent of humor actually isn't about the content. It's truly more about the delivery. It's about owning it. And there was one joke in there that was my favorite. And I can still picture it now in that book because there was a little diagram illustration that went along with the riddle. And it had an apple in it. So here it is. What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? Do you give up? finding half a worm in your apple. I know. Well, if you're, you know, listening to this joke from a seven-year-old, then it's pretty entertaining. (laughs) It's kind of cute. But that's, of all those times I took out that book, that's the one riddle that's left in my head that I can actually remember. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, I'm going to start with a modern day equivalent of that riddle. Secondly, we're going to talk about your comfort zone in a very real, very practical way. And then in the third segment, I'm going to explain why you need to discover your zone of genius. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, so the modern variation of that riddle would be, What's worse than someone not being successful in their business? Did you get that? What's worse than someone not being successful with their business? Do you give up? 
Well, the one thing that's worse than that is being successful with your business and not feeling fulfilled. And I know this doesn't seem like a big thing, but trust me, it is a big deal. I can't think of many other things that break my heart more than someone who is successful, and I'm using air quotes here when I say successful, meaning that they're successful by the standards of our society. They have a lot of money and maybe a lot of brand recognition. They've ticked all the boxes. They follow all the rules, but they are miserable. They don't like what they're doing. They don't feel fulfilled. They don't think that they're helping anyone. This is a big problem. And this not only happens with entrepreneurs, it happens with people working in corporate too. I see it often, especially with executive clients. They followed a certain path. They played by the rules. They followed all the shoulds. And when they arrive at that magical destination where they thought they would feel successful and automatically be delivered happiness on a silver platter, that cover lifts off to show the platter and there's nothing there. They aren't happy. And it doesn't matter if you're working in a business or in someone else's business, miserable is miserable. So why does this happen? Well, it's simple, really. At the surface level, we think that it's about not liking the people that we work with, or it's about the drama or the bureaucracy. But the truth is that when this happens, it's because we're not living inside our zone of genius. We're not living true to our purpose or to our dharma. We're compromising our values in some way, and we're likely not in our zone of genius, which means that we're not really working at our fullest potential of what we can do. And this is a miserable place to be. Have you ever heard that saying, if you want something done, give it to a busy person? Well, it's true. And I work with a lot of people. Over the years, I have seen this and I have never, ever, 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 ever heard someone say to me, you know, I really like it when there's next to nothing to do on my plate and I'm really bored. I really love that. Everyone likes to be challenged and they want to have a lot to do. They want to feel alive and energized and pushed either in terms of quantity or quality of work that they're doing. And this means that the, the work that they're doing needs to really challenge them. They need to be pushed out of their comfort zone. They need to be growing. This is just a natural human need. And you're not alone on this. Everyone is like this. We want to do amazing work. We want to have an impact because when we do amazing things, it makes us feel alive. It makes us feel like who we are matters and we're doing the best that we are capable of doing. This is human behavior. This is why financial incentives like bonuses and gifts and perks don't last in the long run. They give temporary satisfaction to people and then they wear out. Nobody ever said, I love it when I have nothing to do at work and I just twiddle my thumbs all day long. No one ever says this. So let's talk about your comfort zone. And I know I've talked about growth hangovers which happen when we spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of our comfort zone. And it's important to manage this time carefully and really keep ourselves balanced so we don't burn out. But let's talk about what happens to us when we do spend time outside of our comfort zone. You've likely heard 
one or maybe even all of these sayings about your comfort zone. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Comfort is your biggest trap and coming out of your comfort zone is your biggest challenge. And lastly, this one's my favorite. When you step out of your comfort zone, you are stepping into your greatness. I also like to refer to your comfort zone as your range. Think of it as your range of capabilities. It includes everything that you can do, you can access, you can perform. It's how you show up as a leader. It's the variety of tasks that you do. It even includes your emotional intelligence, your resilience, and your adaptability. When we have a larger range as a leader, we are naturally a better leader because we are more resilient. We adapt to any situation that we need to. So our goal as a leader is to be always expanding our range as much as possible so that no matter what situation or what circumstance shows up, we can easily handle it or access it. This makes us a richer, more adaptable leader. It also reduces the things that can slow us down or challenge us. This is one of the many things that gives us confidence as a leader. Because over time, and with experience, we know that whatever shows up, we are going to be able to handle it. Either because we've been there before, or we know we can adapt in whatever way is needed of us to be able to succeed in that situation. So the larger our range is, or our comfort zone, the more confident we are. And this is why we need to always be growing and expanding as a leader. It just feels good to know that we are actualizing in a better and more capable version of ourselves. In the book, The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks actually makes a bold statement. He says that we should spend as much time as physically possible in our zone of genius because this is where we will feel the most satisfied and the most fulfilled. It's where we are doing the work that we are naturally suited to do. And it's the type of work that naturally calls on our special gifts and our talents. And I wanted to share something powerful from the book that really, really helped me get conscious about how I spend my time. He says that all of our work fits into one of four major categories. He talks about them as four different zones. I talked about this a few episodes ago. He says our activities in the world fall into one of these four areas. First, the zone of incompetence, which is made up of all of the activities that we are not good at. Other people can do them a lot better than us. He tells a brilliant story here, an example uh, that I totally related to. It's about a friend of his who was a consultant, and he was installing a new printer at home that was seemingly going to be an easy project, but it didn't go according to a plan, and it took him about 13 hours to get the printer working. And yes, he had to call in a kid from his neighborhood to help him get it working. They equate the opportunity cost of getting that printer working to be over 13 grand, and this is calculating the lost time in terms of trying to figure it out based on what he could be making if he was doing work with a client. Bottom line, his expertise in coaching and advising his clients are really what he's good at, not at technical troubleshooting. So he wasted all that time because he tried to do something that was in his zone of incompetence. Thinking about it would have been easier, and it wasn't. 
I can literally relate to this example and I've spent not 13 but about six hours trying to fix the last printer I had and I ended up having to get a new one in the end. If I was being honest with myself, I didn't have a crystal ball to know that it was going to take that long but I should have just known that installing a printer was not in my zone of competence, it was in my zone of incompetence and so I should have gotten help at that point. The second zone is the zone of competence. This is where you're actually competent at certain activities, but so are other people and they could be doing them for you. The tough love here is that we often use up all of our creative energy, our good energy, doing activities that other people could do for us rather than saving that good energy up for something that's really, really going to move the dial with our business. Bottom line, if someone else can do it just as good as you and it can be easily outsourced, then outsource it. This is the second zone, the zone of competence. The third zone is the zone of excellence. Did you see how things are starting to get more exciting here? In this third stage, we're at excellence already. In here are all the activities that you do extremely well. You can make a good living here in your zone of excellence. You're doing well and it's comfortable and it might even be tempting to want to stay here. But as they say in the book, a deep sacred part of you will wither away and die if you stay inside your zone of excellence. There is only one place where you will ultimately thrive and feel satisfied and this brings us to your fourth and your final zone, your zone of genius. And this is your ultimate path to success and satisfaction. While you may make good money and be comfortable in your zone of excellence, you won't feel fulfilled. Your zone of genius is the set of activities that you are uniquely suited to do. They draw upon your special gifts and your strengths. This is ultimately your dharma or your purpose because you're being called to do these things and it leads us to go to that deeper place of really feeling fulfilled and self-actualized because it's only when we're fulfilling our purpose that we actually feel like we're discovering our full potential. So to recap those four different zones, from the big leap, the zone of incompetence, the zone of competence, the zone of excellence, and the heavens open up for the zone of genius. And here's what he had to say about your zone of genius and what happens if you don't pursue it. By age 40, many of us have tuned out the call to genius and are getting loud, repeated attempts hidden in the form of depression, illness, injuries, and relationship conflict. These alarms are reminding us to spend more time feeding our natural genius and letting it do its magic in the world. If we don't heed the call and make a gentle, graceful move into our zone of genius, we often get painful life whacks that tell us with blatant clarity that we're not paying attention to that call. Really, really, really good stuff in this book. I love this book and highly suggest you check it out if you haven't already. It's called The Big Leap. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on living with purpose in your zone of genius. And if you're wondering, well, is it really that important that I do work that fulfills me and that I really believe in? Yes, yes, it does matter. 
Your life depends on it actually, like literally. Not only your satisfaction, but your physical health. Remember that you are powerful and you're not just sort of kind of powerful. You are tremendously powerful. And deep down inside of you, you know this. You've had a glimpse of yourself at your fullest expression of what you can do. And it likely blew your mind and sort of kind of freaked you out. And I want you to know that this is perfectly normal. To see a glimpse of yourself up on a stage, teaching, inspiring, leading, whatever it is that you see yourself doing, this is absolutely you in your most powerful expression of yourself. And if you keep taking tiny steps forward, you will get to this vision someday. And don't worry, when you get there, you will have all the necessary tools, skills, perspective, abilities to be able to handle it when you get there. You might not feel ready today, but that's okay. You may not have a clue as how you're going to get there, and that's okay. But I'll give you a little hint, delivered with a sprinkling of tough love. You are not going to get there by playing it safe all the time and doing the same old things inside your comfort zone. That bigger, bolder, more powerful version of you is going to become your reality with the more time that you spend outside of your comfort zone. This is where your power lives and your fullest expression of yourself. And that is where I want to see you. That is where you know you're meant to be and where you'll have the biggest impact on the world. And most importantly, remember that any fear that you have, any hesitation, it is just your greatness in disguise. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.